I have to admit that for years, this passage, Matthew six twenty-two to 23, in the Sermon on the Mount, didn't make sense to me. At least it didn't seem to have the significance it should have in the Sermon on the Mount. And then I gradually, over time, walked through three steps. I just took this text as it stood and tried to make sense out of the words. That's one step. Then I noticed something similar about what comes just before it and what comes just after it. And the third step was a discovery in Matthew 20, uh, 13 to 15, where a phrase was used that is almost identical to this bad eye phrase, and it shed light everywhere. So let me read it to you after we pray and see if you can follow me, and maybe you'll see things a lot more clearly than I did. Father, I pray that as we tackle how the good eye and the bad eye relate to treasure in heaven and treasure on earth and money in God, you might cause us to fall out of love with treasures on earth and out of love with money and fall into love with treasures in heaven and God over money. And so have a good eye to see the world for what it really is. In Jesus' name, amen. The eye is the lamp of the body, which I take in just ordinary meaning to be that even though the eye doesn't produce light like a lamp has a flame in it, it does the same thing by causing the body to be surrounded by light so that the body won't step off a cliff or step on a thorn. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. So your arms know where to go and your legs know where to go. And, and you, your whole body benefits from this little, little lamp in the head. It's not just the head that gets light. It's the whole body that gets light. And it, it's full of light in the sense that it's so uh, surrounded by light. It's as though the body itself seems to be radiating light out of the fingers and out of the feet because all these parts of the body benefit from what comes through the eye. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. You'll fall off a cliff. You'll run into a wall. Uh, you'll do things that hurt yourself. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? So if this little eye goes bad, everything goes bad for the whole body. And I thought, well, that's really interesting and obvious information about how the eye and the body relate to each other, but is that what Jesus is trying to say? And it just seemed to me there must be more to it than that. So let's go to the verse just before it. 619 to 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So just before our text is a text dealing with treasure and either you love the earth and that's where your heart is or you love heaven and God and that's where your heart is. Now let's go to the verse just after it. No one can serve two masters. This is 624. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. 
So it appears, let's just draw what we have. So here's 6, 22 to 23. And just before it is a treasure. Heaven or earth. And just after it is um, money or God. You cannot serve God and money. Now that seems to me to be significant. A money issue before and a money issue after. How can I read this in view of what's before it and what's after it? And I would say something like this. Well, uh, the, the, uh, the healthy eye versus the bad eye would see heaven as more valuable and would would lay up treasures in heaven and and the bad eye would see earth as more valuable and would lay up treasures on earth or or down here the healthy eye would value god over money and the bad eye would value money over god so the lesson then would be uh, strive to have this lamp, which creates uh, a way to walk in the world that doesn't hurt you. Strive to have an eye that really can see reality for what it is, namely that heaven is more valuable than earth and that God is more valuable than money. That's what I would take it to mean so far. All right, let's go over here and I'll show you what I just stumbled onto and you may have the same experience. So here we are in the parable of the workers in the vineyard where some worked 12 hours and they agreed to do that for a denarius and some worked one hour and the master very generously paid them a denarius like the others. The people who worked all day got upset and complained and here's what the master says. He replied to one of them, friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose. I choose. I'm free. I can do what I want with my money. I choose to give to the last worker as I gave to you. In other words, I was super generous with him. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? And then here comes this fateful statement. And there's a little footnote like that. In, it's in all the modern versions. Or do you begrudge my generosity? Are you the kind of person who, when you see me be generous to somebody else more than I was to you, instead of rejoicing in their benefit, you are angry and envious and upset? Well, what, what does the footnote say? The footnote says the very literal translation of this idiom is, is your eye bad because I am good. Now that is your eye bad is the same idiom as we have right here. Back in chapter 6 verse 22. If your eye is bad, 
your whole body will be full of darkness. And now we have a confirmation that a bad eye definitely relates to money and God, because that was the issue over there, this denarius that the person with the bad eye got made him angry because he didn't get as much as the other man. So what does having a bad eye mean? Literally, is your eye bad because I am good? Are you stingy? Are you not gracious? Are you not generous? Do you not rejoice over the good that comes to others, but only the good that comes to you? That's the bad eye. The bad eye doesn't rejoice when others get benefits and, and, and it doesn't. The bad eye is not generous. The bad eye is not gracious. The bad eye is stingy. Now, let's go back here. Before this text is lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, which in the context of the wider gospel is serve other people and don't store up, don't be stingily storing up stale for your stuff for yourself on earth. And then after comes, you can't serve God and money. So value God more than money. So now the, the big point is pray and trust God that your eye would be healthy or good, that is generous and gracious and happy when others are blessed, and that your eye would not be bad, but that it would be good. And the bad eye would be the, the eye that's stingy and wants things for yourself and not for others. And so the, the whole point is have an eye which prefers heaven over earth and God over money. See the world. See reality that way. When you look at the world, when you look at reality with your eye, you have a good eye and your whole body, your whole life will be full of the light of truth if you have an eye that can assess things so that heaven is more precious than earth and God's more precious than money.